Hello and welcome to my continuing coverage of Loki and my final coverage of Loki, uh, episode uh, 6, season 1 of this show. It has been quite a journey to do this for you all. Hopefully I'll continue to do more TV shows in the future. I like the change of pace, but TV shows are a huge commitment, so uh, we'll just see. Uh, I, I definitely need to get better at it. It's one of those things to where I watch a lot of TV, but it's really hard to discuss on a weekly basis because you want to kind of view it as a whole rather than in fragments. So still trying to figure out the kinks, but uh, hopefully you've enjoyed my coverage of Loki and I can continue to do these in the future. So we last left off episode five with Sylvie and Loki going to the headquarters of whoever was behind the TVA and just the time, timeline, everything. So uh, before I get into the episode, I will talk about non-spoilery stuff and just my general thoughts on the episode, and then I'll get into the spoilers and just like where my brain's at, because this, this whole thing is just gigantic at this point. It's going to be really fun to discuss, but um, yes, so we were last left off with that. They The whole episode is basically them confronting this person and this person telling us, uh, the audience, and Sylvie and Loki what they are doing, what is happening, and what could happen if you make the wrong move. Because Sylvie wants to go there and kill this person. Now, the question is, like, is she going to follow through with it? Is Loki going to stop her? Loki going to help her? A lot of questions are up in the answer, up in the answer, up in the air. But what I like about it is that I had no idea what was going to happen because uh, the person that they're talking to, uh, I, I'll talk about it in the the spoiler section. But like, I thought they did a really good job, kind of having this neurotic sense to them, where like they're kind of all over the place, but like you cannot take your eyes off of them. Like you want to hang on to every single word that they say, even though you don't know if they're lying or not. They're just it's just a fascinating performance. It's a fascinating just piece and chunk of dialogue that we need as an audience member because this is going about this is going to get crazy. Um, the Infinity Saga, pretty straightforward. Big baddie needs the stones. Wipe out half the universe. We understand his plan. This one's about to like jumpstart like insanity. And so that's what I like about it is that I have no idea where it's going to go. I love the fact that there could be variants everywhere. So you don't know like who is who and what timeline is. It's, it makes my brain hurt thinking about it. But I like this because it's almost like the calm before the storm. That's what this whole episode is, just exposition heavy, but we need that to kind of understand what's going to happen in Spider-Man and Doctor Strange and Ant-Man 3. So, yeah, I really enjoyed this episode. I enjoyed the person that they're they're talking to. I just love the, the density that is presented because I was kind of like, um, I, I was like sweating with like just the, the thrill and the excitement of like, you know what where where is the endpoint to all this and like you know what's going to happen like in you know your your mind just kind of goes all over the place with theories and it's a lot of fun to kind of like uh piece all that together but that's what the majority of the episode is just just kind of explaining and i think that's maybe why people are a little disappointed in it i, I saw a lot of people online slightly disappointed in this episode um i, I thought it was i thought it was great uh to to kind of set us up for what is about to happen I thought of it as like, this is the start of a marathon, and we were in the, uh, where we were at, we were at the starting line, waiting for those 10 seconds uh, before the, the gun is shot off and we start running. Like, that's what this was. Because as soon as we start running with Spider-Man and Doctor Strange, 
this is going to it's going to be bonkers. So we kind of need that that calming sensation and just like a little bit of insanity to like prep us for it, but like we needed this. <laughs> uh, and I love the way the episode uh, ends off with the the end credit scene, uh, and it's definitely confirmed at this point. Loki has a season two. That's what they say in the end credit scene. Uh, and also, there's articles everywhere about it, so that's not really a spoiler. Um, I love the person on Twitter. Uh, I forgot their handle, so I will not take credit for this. But like, I love the um, the the tweet I saw where someone was like, uh, "Here's my theory for the day. I think they've already shot Loki season two. That way, I wouldn't put it past them if they shot one and two back to back. That would be pretty amazing. But yeah, I thought this was a great episode. Um, there, it, it's going to be a task. I'm not going to say this is easy, but it's going to be a task to try to balance all this multiverse stuff and timeline stuff and it's going to be a task and i I don't know if it's going to go 100 i I have no clue i mean we'll find out with the movies but they got their work cut out for them for sure but i think the way they explained it it makes sense to me um maybe uh maybe some people might view it differently and like say there's some pieces missing, but I, I thought it was explained as well as it could. And, you know, I, I'm a visual learner. So they were describing with like, you know, uh, you know, things on, on, on like a desk. And I was just like, okay, I, okay. I, I get, uh, this person's, um, intentions and just everything behind him now. So yeah, I, I really enjoyed the episode. I thought it was a, a great season of uh, television, great season of Marvel. And can't wait for season two. Can't wait for the movies. I'm just... <sighs> I've dedicated so much <laughs> of my life to these things. I, I just really hope they can keep the momentum going. Because after the Infinity Saga, it's going to be interesting how they approach all this multiverse stuff. And uh, I cannot wait. So let me know all your theories and stuff uh, down below. Uh, if uh, I don't know how you do the spoiler thing, but you know, just do your thing. So... Let's jump into the spoilers. Uh, this is your warning. Three, two, one. Okay. So the person that they uh, interact with is he who remains. Uh, does not give the name Kang yet, but it is Kang the Conqueror uh, because that's who Jonathan Majors is cast as. He is confirmed for Ant-Man 3 as Kang the Conqueror. Um, and so the way he's kind of explaining it is that he was in the third, I forgot, 13th century, and he found out a way to travel to multiverses or other universes that are stacked on top of our own. And so there's multiple versions of him. And so each, each one wanted to kind of conquer their own universe, and now there's like all-out war, and so there's different versions of this person. There might be like a kinder version, like the one we kind of saw. Not kind, but like this was the kind of scientist version of Kang that we saw. And there's more like deadly version, deadlier versions out there. Um, and so each universe has got their own kind of Kang. You know, some might be super evil and whatever. And so you just never know like which one is going to kind of pop in. I that That is a terrible way to explain it, but that's probably the easiest way I can explain it. But Jonathan Majors was in the episode because he's he's playing this. And first of all, his performance for this particular version or variant of, of Kang, great. 
like like I said, he was kind of neurotic. I have no, I had no idea what he was going to say, what he was going to do, what his mannerisms were going to be. It was super unpredictable. I enjoyed it. Now, the cool thing with Jonathan Majors is not only is he a brilliant actor, you should watch everything he's been in so far. He gets to play multiple versions of this character. So not only is he uh, going to be a long-term villain for this uh, this franchise because there's many versions of Kang, we get to see the range uh, of of his performances. And the, the masses get to see Jonathan Majors and have range. He's going to be super evil as a Kang at some point. I cannot wait to see that. He's going to play so many different versions of this character. I cannot wait to see what he does. He is so talented. So I enjoyed his performance in this because it's a different type of Kang. But uh, Sylvie kills him. And she kind of branches off all these, these timeline branches off of the timeline. And this is the start to the madness, basically. And this is the start to the multiverses. And this is the start to Spider-Man 3. Doctor Strange and uh, Ant-Man. I don't know how they're going to do this. Like, I'm excited to see where they go with it. But this is a tall order, my friends. It is a lot to... A lot of puzzle pieces. You know, the Infinity Saga was like a... Like a 250 uh, puzzle piece set. Like, yeah, it's hard. It's going to take some time. But... At the end of it, it, it feels like, you know, it's not as bad as, like, a thousand-piece puzzle. This, my friends, is a thousand-piece puzzle. I don't know how they're going to do it. And I am a tad bit nervous, but uh, it's just a lot, man. And so once Sylvie kills him, uh, you know, that that's where all these ripples start start happening. And she kicks Loki into a portal. So she he does not want her to do it. He actually believes Kang. He's like... I don't know what's going to happen, but if you kill him and he's telling the truth, because he, he was saying if you kill him, there's millions of versions of him out there. Like, this is not the end of it. Loki was just, like, trying to calm her and everything, and she was like, no, I'm here to kill this person. And she she does it. Uh, but before that, she kicks Loki into a portal. And at the end of the episode, after just the, that sinking, the, the pit in your stomach where... You're just like, ooh, this is this is not going to end well. Loki's back at the TVA. So he shot through the portal. He finds Mobius, and he's just like, okay, so the end of time, all this stuff. And he was just explaining everything that Kang was telling them. And Mobius was like, who are you? What's your division? What are you doing here? And so Loki turns to the left, and he sees Kang um, as a statue at the TVA. So he's in a different timeline where Kang uh, in this one is the Conqueror Kang, and he's the deadly version. So that's where we left off, and then it said uh, Loki will return in Season 2. Um, yeah, leaves off on that cliffhanger, but like I said, this is kind of the catalyst for the movies, and I have a feeling that that Twitter per uh, user was correct, and in saying that they shot season two. I think it's probably in the can. Now, the smart thing to do is to release it after Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness. And I think what's going to happen is that season two of Loki is going to bridge 
Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness, and Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. So that would be that would be interesting, but with all these timelines and multiverses, this is gonna it's just gonna become insanity. And so good luck, writers, Kevin Feige, and everyone who's piecing this together, because it, it's if if it becomes too much, obviously it's not going to make a whole lot of sense. Like, I know you're going to try, but I, I don't know, man. It's uh, it's going to be fascinating. So, yeah, I, I loved all uh, uh, everything about this episode. Just kind of like I said, the calm before the storm. Uh, Jonathan Majors, super excited for him to show us range, show everyone else range that has never heard of him before. Um, yeah, for the people that were disappointed, I, I honestly don't get it. I thought it was... A, a solid episode not my favorite episode um i still like uh, uh what was the one i still like three quite a bit um when they're on the on the run on the planet and then also uh at the beginning when like loki was like seeing like the the reel of his life and his death and everything like that scene in particular was probably my favorite of the entire series but like just so many great moments i i don't know where this ranks for me in terms of the show so far it might be number one but it's definitely two um so yeah it's it's hard to pick because i think all three are great so far now with all this multiverse talk i have one last thing and i'll wrap this up you know with falcon the winter soldier and then the end credit scene in black widow it seems like the dark avengers or some or the thunderbolts or some variation of that is going to happen so I think what's going to happen is that Feige is going to deal with with two separate like storylines. One is cosmic, multiversal, um, timeline disruptions, all that stuff. And then I think we're going to also have a ground storyline on Earth with the Thunderbolts, Dark Avengers, whatever you want to call them. So I think that's the route they're going to go. Because it seems like from... Falcon Winter Soldier and what they're setting up in Black Widow and then what they're setting up in Loki and like all this stuff with the movies it seems like those are the two things that they're going to do so I don't know how they're going to balance it out but we'll see um but yeah uh I think Jonathan Majors is definitely my favorite part uh to see uh in this episode and also to see like where he's going to go in the future so yeah that's my uh, my thoughts on the, the episode. It has been a pleasure covering this TV show, and hopefully I can do more in the future. But that will do it for this review. I am Chase Lee, and tune in next time for whatever I review next. I will see you guys later.